two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing. You get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton. And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. And welcome to When Your Sport Ends, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Brooke Beerhouse, alongside my insightful co-host, Don Sutton. Hello, Miss Brooke. Hello. I'm excited for this next episode, this episode actually, this current episode that you are listening to, because we have a very, very special guest. I know that I say that about pretty much everyone. But this one is extra special because it is my sister and former Division Three um, cross-country runner and track runner, Allie Beerhouse. Yes. I also think that this episode is very important in regards to the timing of everything. Allie has lived in Spain for the last, what? Five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. So she had experienced the recent lockdown that we had heard over the pond. Mm-hmm. And how severe it was. And as we hear more and more about restrictions and lockdowns coming in place due to the rising case and COVID cases, I think that this episode is good for not only insight, but maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and Allie does talk a lot on this episode about how her attitude and mentality towards exercising and working out has really shifted since the lockdown and there's a lot of gratitude towards her movements and being outside and I think it's a really important take like you said with um with another perspective of the lockdown and with COVID and I mean she went through a lot so this is something you're going to want to listen to especially if you have any need for some new workouts I think there's a special one in there that people are going to like yeah with that, I think uh, we hop right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, nope. First, we got to take a listen to our sponsors, and then we're going to get right into it. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Yes, I know I will only be betting if you're wearing my UT hat. Yep. I am his superstition, and I kind of love it. I wear the Longhorns hat every Saturday, and so far, when I've worn it, we've won. When I've not worn it, we've lost. Yes. Yep. It's pretty disappointing. I know. From game spreads and totals to team players and coaching and props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Man, I wish I could access the internet via my laptop at the dog park. Well... You know I have something where you can do that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's got a Skyroam Solis. I don't know if you'd want to do it at the dog park, though, because you and I are too busy playing with all the dogs. But if you wanted to, you would have the option. 
The Skyroam Solis is a personal hotspot where you can work anywhere, whether that's on the road, at the dog park, or maybe just on a walk around the neighborhood, right? I guess so. I guess so. And now it's 20% off at skyroam.com with the promo code ROAMWITHBROKE. That's R-O-A-M with B-R-O-O-K-E for 20% off at skyroam.com. Well, we were really excited to be able to talk with you for two reasons. One, you are my sister, and this is so exciting to have you on the podcast because being a former collegiate athlete, you and I have always had that connection and understanding. I remember it at Augustana when you were running cross country and track, and I was at Iowa, we would have, um, we were able to just relate on certain things. And I even had a recruiting visit to Augustana and got to stay with you, which was really fun. And I think that, um, especially now with the pandemic, we were really interested in talking about mental health and mental health in particular with right now, like what skills you've taken as an athlete that have helped you deal with one isolation that's been going, you were alone for six weeks in quarantine during that when Spain really shut down, right? Yeah, it was a full lockdown. Um, We weren't allowed outside of our houses only to go to the supermarket or the pharmacy, but it had to be within like a kilometer radius. So you weren't allowed to go anywhere else. And if you tried, you were fined. So it was a kind of... um, daunting in that part too it's like oh I don't want to be outside because I could get a fine and only people were able to go outside if they had animals as well how did you stay positive or how did you stay in tune with your emotions or really be able to cope with the loneliness in that sense yeah it was um more mentally challenging with work as well because I was teaching online um, at the same time as not being able to have that social outlet with friends and family. And so I tried to keep on a schedule of um, FaceTiming or having even little meetings with my friends in an evening to kind of decompress from, from that aspect too. But um, but I tried to keep on a routine with exercise and try different ways to keep myself um, motivated and and happy. But I do I do know that I I need that exercise to feel better for any work day. Um, and more so when it was online, it was just seemed a lot of a uh, lot of time in front of a computer and an iPad that I don't normally have is in the classroom. I'm not teaching, looking at a screen. I'm teaching to the young little kiddies. So it's not, it's, it was, yeah, a lot of different aspects of that were challenging. And what grade are you teaching? A kindergarten in Spain. That must be really hard. Yes. Online teaching. <laughs> and I could see why exercise would probably be a good escape, escape. from that. So how, how did it shift when the lockdown really hit? Like, can you go through 
just kind of the first couple of weeks and then well into the quarantine, um, mm-hmm. regard, I'm assuming you still run, um, was your, was your exercise routine pretty similar to college or different or, um, um yeah, it was more not, not similar in a way that I, it would be every day, a daily thing that I do because I mm-hmm. it, but it's on a different level. It's not, um, not exercising to compete right. into, into a certain event, but it was more so to just stay sane and stay healthy. Um, so it's already sort of embedded in my daily routine, but there at the beginning of lockdown, it was more like, okay, waiting a few days. Cause I don't know if we're able to go outside um, and trying to then find different follow different um, blogs and YouTube channels to do some sort of exercise in that. And, um, I tried with some HIIT workouts, following different people and um, joined some yoga channels to try, yeah, just different ways to have a bit of a uh, change and not change in scenery. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember you telling me you dance too, which dancing yeah. is the best. It, it gives you so many endorphins. Mm-hmm. I did like a, a salsa night one, <laughs> a couple times, a salsa se- session of dance and um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Definitely <laughs> different in that sense, but um, yeah. Did you find yourself falling back into a routine or did you really not get the time to find what uh, correlated well with you to get into a good enough routine? Um, I think mostly in the mornings I would wake up before having to be on the screen and sort of have a stretching, wake up with some roll out of bed type yoga things to wake up while I have my coffee and um, just have it on in the background. So I'm not looking at the TV or the screen, but just having that sort of music to wake me up a little bit. Um, And then during our lunchtime, it was like an hour and a half that we had off screen. So I would try to do um, a workout in that time. Um, Just, it took me a while to get into a routine as that is I don't know which is better just listening to my body. Am I more energetic at that time or in the evening when I'm finishing at five o'clock, would that be more effective for me? But it happened to just be that morning session before, um, or the lunch session before then I would have my lunch that I felt the best time more, most awake and more motivated to do some sort of workout in that time. It did take a few weeks to figure out, what would work best for me. And so during that time I was just playing with different ideas of things to do. And I, one day I did like a five K in the apartment. Huh. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't run. I, I saw, um, they, in Spain, they're interviewing a guy that did a marathon in his apartment. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I can't do that. Cause I would be doing like millions of laps around the tiny apartment. But I, I was like, I'll do a five K. I can, I could do that. And, like, I'll try. And I did it. I was like, okay. I did end up doing it a couple more times. Just something different. Like, oh, I can put music on around the house and just, you know, singing and, you know, just different uh, way to motivate myself and not to start 
to actually be able to have to run a little bit because I could because you do sprint. The apartment is so small. It's like <laughs> now, how small is the apartment? What's the um, square footage? Um, gosh. roughly. I like no in meters squared is like thirty meters squared. Okay, that's small. Yeah, that's like 900, 1,000 square feet. So how many, well, just thinking, I'm trying to equate how many laps that would be. Do you you know or did you lose complete track of how many laps you did? I got got to like 1,000 and then just... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because it's up and down the corridor and then like a hallway and then around the living room. The kitchen's too small to go into, so it was, um, yeah, <laughs> just down and back pretty much. Like, <laughs> but I think that's really cool too because it also speaks to the runner mentality sometimes and the swimmer mentality. Those sports where you just it's like back and forth or around the track, mm-hmm. and I always get asked that question where it's like, how do you stay focused or how do you keep your mind off of the amount of laps or like what do you do to engage your mind when you're running the same route every day and I was and you probably are the same because mom taught us this but I count my right foot I try to see when I get tired I count how many yeah I count how many times my right foot strikes and what the how fast I can get to 100 strikes on my right foot to really get my turnover going faster and I just think that mind games like that are fascinating so did you have did you turn off your mind when you were doing this or did you focus um the first time I was like oh, I just want to see if I if I can do that without going crazy mm-hmm. and so I just music on the tv and was and like listening to that and then I would look down my watch like oh, okay I've, I've already gone like two kilometers like that's cool like, I can keep going <laughs> well, like, the things like that I I was starting to count steps a little bit, but then because it was so many turns, I just had the music and that helped. I could just focus in on the song and to keep going. But yeah. So did you run in a circle or was it like suicides? Back and forth. I can maybe get like two strides, like, one way around the living room before going back down the hallway. Wow. So it was kind of turning in a circle pretty much. Like okay. end up just being down and back. <laughs> Sounds like swimming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one thing we were hoping because we don't know how long or what the, really what the landscape is going to look like with the pandemic and with some cities, especially in winter, being like mm-hmm. adding more restrictions or um, really right with approaching and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we're hoping that maybe you could give uh, a little bit of advice on some some ways for athletes to one stay sane, two listen to their body, um, and maybe three like have fun with the workouts because. Uh, our, yeah, our, our environment looks different than you have in your, in urban, I mean, you're in Madrid, so it's very different than Rogers, Arkansas. And I think that that's really interesting to, to hear your, your side of this. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I was able to find some ways that I could that were apartment friendly. It wasn't trying not to do a lot of jumps and things, but um, mainly for my knee, like is with those kind of high impact um, things is not the best. So I was trying to do like different ways to challenge my body in another way. Like um, in between the video calls with the kids, one time I did, I was like, oh, I have 10 sessions in the morning. So I did like 10 burpees after each session. And so like, oh, I did 100 burpees today. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't know if you count that as like a workout, but like that's something I could try to do. And another that's more fun. It's like, Oh, I think it's fun. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to see how many I can do and did it a few more times between that. So just have that moment to turn off. If I am working on the computer just to, okay, like this will only take me you know, less than like 30 seconds to do that or less, or I don't know, a bit more depending how tired you are, but yeah, just a way to pick you up and still get that blood pumping in that way too. So you don't feel, even if you can't get outside, um, still feeling like you're, you've challenged your body a bit and mine responds well to that and listening. It was like, okay, I'm tired today. And so I'm not going to push myself be a bit easier and do some things that are still feel nice, um, feel energizing, energizing, but aren't as strenuous or, more gentle to your body do you do you think there was a big takeaway after quarantine had ended that really changed mm-hmm. your perspective on working out um mental health uh physical health yeah i think i like appreciate the time more that i can be outside again and to yeah like thank my body in that way that it can do those things because when you're inside and you aren't able to go anywhere you get I was getting down to heart on myself like well I need to be a bit more respect of that and try to listen to my body a bit more with um ways that it does respond to exercise and be able to then take advantage of the time that I am outside and in the open and be grateful for that because it's sometimes you just something you do normally. You go outside, you go to work, you go to exercise, and you go on with your life. But you don't maybe don't get the chance to like appreciate that as like something to be grateful for to have um, until it's you know, taken away from that that freedom in the sense. Of just I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run. I'm just gonna go, and you don't. You can't. You have to be restricted. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's something that so easily can be turned into a chore, uh, you know, or like just a, something to mark off your list for the day. And when I find yeah. myself doing that, I'm like, oh, I should probably work out today. I just, anytime I say should, I'm like, okay, this is not the right frame of mind. What would make me feel better? And I like that you said that you find gratitude in your runs now. And I think that's really special. Yeah. It's nice and because it, it's true when you're like, okay, oh, I have to do this workout now. I don't want to do it. And then the whole time you're like regretting going it and having yeah. like, oh, workout. Why am I doing that? After you're like, I did it. I'm so happy. But <laughs> now it's like, I, if, I, if I am thinking that, like, okay, that's probably not what my body is wanting me to do. If I'm acting that way the whole way through it, it's not 
going to be as beneficial. So how long have you been out of quarantine and uh, how have you noticed a difference in just your quality of life with this different format or different view on the exercising or day-to-day getting out? Yeah. Um, so we, we were in the full lockdown for the six weeks, but then after that, they slowly added these phases where we could um, be outside a bit more. And the first one was outside for only exercise, but within age brackets. So um, families with small children had certain times when they could be outside. And as for the elderly, if you're um, six, I think they added like 65 and older, had a certain time in the morning they could be out. And then young adults and um, up until, you know, age 64 could be out at another time for only exercise. So it's like I had to take advantage of that time, which was mainly in the morning right before work. We only had from, um, well, I had from seven to nine in the morning, we were able to be outside. And then again in the evening was another time you could only be out one time from six to 10. So you I thought that was the most people you ever saw exercise at one time. <laughs> yeah. The first day I set an alarm and it was a Saturday morning. They started set an alarm for six 30 so I could get up, have a coffee. And then I was like, yeah. I'm going to be the full two hours. I don't care what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Run and walk. I would just, and I just, just went and just ran, didn't think about anything and just didn't think it was the first time in like six weeks. I didn't think about the pandemic and I didn't think about like, even though I saw people with their masks outside, yeah. I was like, yeah. this is our new normal. And you don't you didn't have to wear your mask while you're exercising, but you had to respect distance um, with people. Which, so if you were less than a meter and a half apart, you had to have your mask on. But I just went to like the biggest park that we have in the city and kind of like Central Park and uh, it has a good like five kilometer round um, trail. So I did that and which just the first, so that was the first time I was able to be outside and it just, I know it felt like a, a new life. It's like, what, what yeah. is this? Yeah, but, I, think, I think of just like wild horses mm-hmm. running yeah. and just lo- not caring and going, you know, yeah. probably yeah. just run until I collapsed. <laughs> yeah, I looked at my watch, 6.58, 6.59, 7, out I go. o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> I am out the door. <laughs> it's, so it's... um. So we still have restrictions and things, but we're able to go outside whenever we want to now um, and exercising with, you know, with, with respecting distance and wearing masks if it's um, not possible to do that. It just now it's a bit more normal, but we still have the, um, the restrictions of masks and of distance and different restaurants and places are closing earlier to um, avoid the temptation of being out past a certain time and with smaller gatherings as well. We can't be with more than six people still trying the best we can to take advantage of the time outside and know to be a, have a bit more of that normalcy. 